following that passion is very difficult because other people say to you, you're stupid, you can't do that, you won't achieve, that's beyond you. And you have to know in yourself early on, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. This is The Playbook. I am so excited because I have looked up to this man for years. He's an incredible actor, comedian, author, executive producer, and director. The incredible, incomparable Henry Winkler. Welcome to The Playbook. I am so excited to be here. I just want to say you didn't have to look up that far. I'm only five, six and a half. And I'm right with you. I think I'm five, six and three quarters. So you and I are of equal height at the very least. Uh, But anyway, it's such a pleasure because there's so much that you've done in your career. But the thing that I look up to most that I think really is indicative of who you are is how much you've given back. Uh, and I'll tell you something. Let me just tell you um, right now what I figured out in my life. And I knew this kind of early when the uh, celebrity part started in uh, 75, 74. If you take everything and you don't give back, you will explode. I love it. It, it will. It's like um, a nuclear waste that's in an in a, um, a oil can, you know, and they, the, the, the top is sealed. It will eventually corrode and seep right out of you. And looking back, you know, before your career, you know, everyone deals with the, the number one judgment in their lives, which is their parents and our parents, especially as we're older, expectations of us, college careers, et cetera. And yet you have some similarities. I've been blessed to do over 1,100 of these interviews with the greatest celebrities, athletes, entertainers, millionaires, billionaires, entrepreneurs. It seems to me, though, that there's always a conflict between greatness or this spirit of excellence and our parents' expectations, who ironically only want us to be great and carry a spirit of excellence. Yeah, but sometimes sometimes they want us to be great because it makes them great, as opposed to just wanting to see you be great as an, as an entity unto yourself. Uh, I made a promise to myself I would be a different parent than my uh, short German parents. And the one thing I would do for sure is listen. And because your parents didn't listen to you, you and I both have another thing in common. You know, we acted out in school as class comedians. Uh, And that also came from my embarrassment uh, for not being able to do well in any subject but lunch. I love that. And part of the reason was, though, is which I think when you're dyslexic, like you have found out in your 30s, uh, we learn to think in a counterintuitive way uh, to counteract the dyslexia that we see. And I think I see a lot of extraordinary human beings that have dyslexia, not just because of the challenge, but because of the process that's necessary to overcome it if we don't know about it, meaning we have to be more interested than interesting. We have to counterintuitively look at things and turn them right side up or upside down. So we're not always trusting what we see. And I see that as a great uh, capability, actually, when people- Well, well, you know what it is, it's a superpower. It's a superpower. And um, uh, I learn through my ears. 
I cannot learn through my eyes. My eyes miss words. I can't, my brain doesn't sound words out. I can't read very well. I'm not good at math at all. Um, but saying, okay, there is more than one way to solve this problem and I'm gonna figure that out for myself is a superpower. And one of the other superpowers I see that you have and aligned with this idea of getting data inputted through your ears is the intuition, the inspiration, the passion of not only doing all that you can do, saying, thinking, and believing, but actually feeling, feeling that you had a, a, a destiny or you had a vision that was aligned with what you wanted, not with whatever the people wanted, not what was missing or they didn't want for you, but truly what you wanted. Well, following that passion is very difficult because other people, um, and you get intimidated, say to you, you're stupid, you can't do that, you won't achieve, that's beyond you. And you have to know in yourself early on, I, I wanna do this, I, I'm going to do this. And you cannot let other people's vision of you, which is full short anyway, they don't know what's inside you. You can't let them define you. You can't, you know, like parents who tell you and you want to please your parents. Usually the, the natural course of things is that you outlive your parents. I have found out parents do not look down from heaven and go, hey, that's so great. You're doing what I wanted you to do. And you're left holding the bag. You're thinking, <laughs> I'm doing this. They're not here anymore. I don't want to do this. You got to follow your path and be willing to walk right to the precipice and jump. I love it. And that purpose that is within all of us, I believe. I grew up with two short Ger German Jewish parents. My name actually in German means David Beloved. Meltzer means servant, uh, which drove me, I think, inherently to be of service and of value to others like you. But this idea, especially today with COVID. Wait a minute, wait a minute, David. You, uh, you honestly believe and I'm, I'm not judging, I'm just asking. Yeah. You honestly believe your name helped you on the path of being in service? I think that there's no accident. So I believe that what people pay attention to or give intention to creates coincidences in your life. So when there's a coincidence that my whole life has, after a lot of trials, tribulations, and lessons uh, that I've learned through my career, that somehow the second half of my life is solely to be of service of others, to elevate wow. others, that it's no coincidence that somehow my name means beloved servant. Wow. I, I don't think there was any purposeful intention. I, I know my family's very religious and they knew what my name meant when they gave it to me, but I also knew my grandfather's name was David, which means beloved. And, you know, my great grandpa's name was Meltzer. So <laughs> If you believe in the universality of coincidence, mathematically, I do believe in it. What you pay attention to and give intention to equals these coincidences. So wow. did my name come first or did the activity yeah, right. to, to my, that end? My name means power. And it took me too damn long to find my own real power outside of my profession. As a, uh, a living human being walking on the earth, I felt powerless. Wow. And I was able 
to find power in my job. And then finally, I was able to put them together. And I love that. And today, so many people are searching for purpose. And I'm going to tie non-religious faith in, into something that happened later on in my life that I always thought I was in control of my life. I was a millionaire nine months out of law school, multimillionaire, ran Lee Steinberg, the sports agency, you know, all these great things. Hey, I know Lee. I know that guy. I, I know. I, I, he has <laughs> Terry Bradshaw. He had he Terry Bradshaw years and years ago. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, but to that end, you know, I had to shift my paradigm to, I'm going to go get healthy, go get wealthy, get worthy or get happy. Instead, when I created my faith that there's something bigger than me, non-religious, non-spiritual, non-emotional, because it's something that unites us all. But I believe there's something bigger than me that loves me more than my Jewish mom. My whole life changed because I became happy, healthy, wealthy, worthy. I just had to figure out what I was doing to interfere with it. You know what? It's that worthy that it's that worthy that is that stumbling block. So many people get to be healthy, get to be wealthy, but all the while never feel worthy. And that worthy is a tremendous foundation on which to stand and get taller. And to stand and get taller and to have that worthiness took humility, this almost surrender to something bigger than me is there any uh, uh for you recognition or reconciliation with humility and this worthiness all right gratitude is one of the foundations on which i live now i don't know where i that came i don't know what came first but i know that i am so grateful for walking on this earth for having a dream and living it. We're starting the um, fourth season of Barry, uh, June 28th. The third season of Barry, the third season of Barry comes on the air on HBO on the 24th of April. The 24th of April. I mention everything twice because otherwise it doesn't go in. Right. Unbelievable. I am in these two incredible shows and so many wonderful things in between. Oh, my Lord. And that gratitude, which is something it's so ironic, it's the only common denominator of happiness, no matter how rich or poor, sick or well, tall or short we are. If you have gratitude, even if you don't have the successes in the film world or in the sports world, if you have gratitude, if you have gratitude, you don't need anything else because you're really happy in exactly the place you are. That's a, uh, I win the lottery. (laughs) I I would like to win the lottery. (laughs) We could win. You want to win the the big lottery. That's the the difference. I do. Uh, Yeah. Good. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm winning the lottery of life. I, I'd like to win the the lottery. Well, I, I would hope you continue to win the lottery of health as well, because as you know, when we're healthy, we get a million wishes. And if we're not, you only have one. Um, I, I would be amiss if I didn't ask you, uh, because this is the Playbook uh, podcast, the Playbook of Success, and we've been able to have some of the amazing spirits of excellence. I always like to get advice for your younger self. You've learned a tremendous amount of lessons in your journey. If you could give your younger self advice, what would it be? Mm, it's changed so often. 
I think that I would tell my younger self, you know what, it's going to be okay. I spend so much time worrying. I, st I spent so much time feeling badly about not being enough. And I would say, don't worry about it. You're just fine. You will, you know, I, I really believe we come onto this earth who we are. You know, you got, you have uh, people who are listening of parents, you got children. You got one child, two children, three children, and they're all different, but they're the same parents. It's like they're from Venus and Mars. We come and then our job is to make sure that your child meets their destiny, not yours. I love that. So many people are trying to fulfill the wrong destiny. I always tell my mom who, thank goodness is still around. I, I changed it for, I call her every day for a minimum of a minute. And I tell her four things because in my journey, I've learned as much every as every day you say four things in that minute. Yeah. At least <clears throat> minimum, minimum of a minute. And the reason I do it is my mom raised six kids, single mom, five of them went to the Ivy league, summa cum laude. I've done okay for myself, but I wanted to play football in college and Princeton would not let me play. So I went to Occidental here in Los Angeles they would let me play football. But moreover, she had a saying, right? Doctor, lawyer, or failure. And the fetus wasn't fully developed till after graduate school. And all these things that I grew up with. And the interesting thing was, as I got older and older, I couldn't understand why I didn't have this relationship, why she was always come down and fix the screen door. I'm like, I can afford someone to fix your screen door. I'm not coming down and all these difficult situations. Once these four things, I started telling my mom, number one, that I am happy, I am healthy, I love her, and I appreciate her. She adds value to my life. When I told her this every day, and I have for almost 16 years now, it's amazing how I have healed what I had created as interference in one of the most important and significant relationships in my life, which is this extraordinary mom that I was gifted because my dad left when I was five. And without her, I want her Did to you know- grow up? I was born in Akron, Ohio and moved to San Diego when I was nine. Uh, but uh, is, is there anything in that parent relationship? Because obviously I know your parents wanted, I think, you to work in the, the wood business, buying and selling wood, but you ended up in a bigger wood place, the Hollywood. <laughs> no, what, it, what I learned from my parents is that when I was a parent, and now I am the grandparent of six, is to listen. The most a heard child is a powerful child. I love it. Beautiful. I uh, will take that to heart as I have four children right now. And my oldest turned 23 today. 23 today, 2018 are the girls and one boy who just turned 12 on St. Patty's Day. And they couldn't be more different. And uh, like you said, I, I have a saying. It said, more interested than interesting. And I try to be more interested in my children and then more interesting. And I feel you are the same way as a father and a grandfather. Oh, yeah. But I'll tell you something. Listening is the beginning and the end. <clears throat> Everything oh. comes from that. Speaking <coughs> of which, this has to as well come to an end. From the beginning to the end, it has been an extraordinary honor to listen to you. I appreciate not only everything that you've done on screen 
as a virtual hero of mine from my childhood, uh, but as a person off the screen, for all see, you do. The Fonz was everybody I wanted to be, but wasn't. So he was the embodiment of the control I wish I had. Now I have a little more control and realize that all it is is accepting you can deal with what's coming. I love it. I wanted to be the Fonz and Jerry Maguire. And now I get to talk to the Fonz and Jerry Maguire. Thank you so much. The incredible Henry Winkler. Check him out. He's all over the place. April 24th, if you didn't catch it, Barry. April 24th. Barry, where? On, you give it. HBO. HBO. Now you can catch up with 16 episodes of the first two seasons, which will make you so happy. And then the third season, April 24th on HBO. Barry. <laughs> Barry. The new Barry. I love it. Henry Winkler, thanks for joining me.